0: Hey everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy rivalry week to Anthony Schlegel. It is the What's podcast. Up? It is the difference. Yes, we're going to talk about Ohio State beating Maryland 43 to 30 on Saturday. But if it's, if it's Sunday and the game is coming, it's rivalry week. It is time for Anthony Schlegel to get the juice going, get ready for the big one. Both Ohio State and Michigan unbeaten heading into next Saturday.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how it should be, Austin. Thank you for having me on and, um, go bucks everybody. It's, it's that time. And, you know, you got this Maryland game that we just went through and everybody seemed to be kind of overlooking it to get to the game, which rightfully so. It's the best in college sports. You have both teams 11 and 0 and, uh, it's excited for, you know, us as fans it's exciting for it to finally be here. Yes. And it's crazy because it's at the end of November and we're in Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: Besides I the d-
1: fact that people are already putting up their Christmas lights, <laughs> you know,
0: you don't have any Christmas Except decorations Thomas in this in the Schlegel mm-hmm. household, right? You just you just put up, you start blaring "Time for War" in your house, and uh, I don't That's know. It. Some- That's
1: it. That's <laughs> it. We have Michigan jerseys that we step on as you walk in the door, and yeah, I mean, it's just "Time for War," just like the Woody, you know, all the things that have an M on it. Cross Samsung, right? The M's gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you were, you were watching on that saw sung on Saturday, Ohio State beating Maryland. Uh, look, the, the outcome didn't actually matter, which sounds crazy. I know it did to Ohio State. Um, I, I sort of asked Ryan Day after the game, like, it's maybe not fair for somebody in my position outside the program to say, Hey, the Buckeyes overlooked Maryland. They were getting ready for the game. Uh, but it, there did seem to be stretches on Saturday where Ohio State didn't look as focused as it normally does. Okay. Yep. what did he say? He said, uh, there may be some, some truth to that, but that the way that they responded and, you know, they got the plays that they needed down the stretch. They had a great third quarter, uh, you yep. know, dealing with injuries, which is obviously a big part of this. And it's something that we'll come back to. I mean, we talked about this last week's legs that everybody knows what no- November 26th has been the focus for an entire year for Ohio state. Once you get that close, and you have some early success. Ohio State made it look so easy on the first drive. I'm sure it's human nature to just be like, all right, well, it's going to be pretty easy from here on out. And then they wound up, Zach Harrison said, hey, maybe this was good for us that they had to play a four-quarter battle uh, going into Michigan. I'm not sure if that's entirely true or just uh, made a lot of sense re- retroactively. But, um, I mean, yeah. they got the plays that they needed. And I don't know what else to really take from it, honestly.
1: Well, it it makes sense uh, that Zach would say that, um, you know, post because you went to a four-quarter game with a team that you shouldn't have. I mean, and let's go back and let's not kid ourselves why people in college football think you should blow somebody out. It's because they just got beat by Penn State last week, 30 to nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we we do that as fans and we expect a better Ohio State team than a Penn State team to go absolutely destroy Maryland and just – as Bo Bishop says, act accordingly and go out there and win. However, it is college football, just like the NFL. Jaguars can beat a team on any given Sunday. Guess what? It can happen. Uh, we saw South Carolina put up 63 points on Tennessee. Nobody saw that happening. Ohio State actually had the largest margin of victory of any of the top four teams yesterday. Crazy talk, but that's where we are in the season. So... That being said, I like that Ryan Day and the guys are looking for um, the positives. And there were some really good positives. I mean, heck, you start off the game with Marvin Harrison's one-handed catch just being I mean, like that's a positive juice. And you went right down and scored. And then next thing you know, fast forward, it's 13-10 Maryland at halftime. You're just like, what in the Sam Dickens is going on here? You know, you had seven penalties at the time. People are and I think what you guys are really talking about there was a lack of execution and a lack of wrapping up in the first half that you don't want to see in week eleven. I think that's a very fair statement. Uh-huh. And that's that's what kind of gets people perplexed, as though it, you feel that. Ohio state is just rolling out the silver the silver helmets out there with the cool buckeye leaves on there expecting to just dominate when you got to go out there and play. I mean they were outgained 211 to 150 or something like that. I mean, guys, we gave up huge chunk plays in the passing game. Now, a good thing is Michigan can't really throw the ball. So I mean like, you know, go Bucks on that, but still it's an issue. Like those are that's been a that's been a lingering issue all year. So, you know, can you get it fixed? I don't know. But then you see in the, the second half uh, some real positives. I, I tell you what, man, what we saw yesterday in college football, Ruggles is a valuable asset. That's awesome. Uh, we mentioned some of the guys playing with injury. I thought Tommy played really physical despite probably having broken hands. You know, <laughs> Ransom blocking a punt for the second week in a row uh, and making some critical plays. Zach Harrison at the end of the game, uh, Dallin Hayden coming in and, and like you and I were talking about before, basically a buck 40 and three touchdowns in a half. You know, yeah. so there's some really good positives from this game. You wish the game looked completely different for us. But at the end of the day, guys, Michigan had to go toe to toe with Illinois. Good Illinois team. They ran a screenplay on fourth, just so everybody knows, they ran a screenplay on fourth and five, basically, where the wire, it was a pick play, wide receivers blocking dudes downfield does not get called. Absolutely atrocious, but I'm happy they're undefeated going into the game, by the way. So anyways, <laughs> I digress.
0: <laughs> yeah, Schlags, you, you even, uh, left out Ransom's punt block with a broken thumb. Guy gets hurt on the first play I, of the game yeah, has to that's leave. What I, meant. I mean, to, I would think that blocking a punt, with a broken hand might be one of the more painful ways that you could do anything. But, uh, he did that. Yeah. Didn't complain pain about Pain is it. the
1: indicator of life.
0: <laughs> That's right. Um, Travion Henderson was in pain. I think we could all see that. And I, there's, I want to make sure that when I say this, like he deserves credit for being a tough dude and being willing to go out there and play through uh, clear limitations with his foot, uh, full marks to Travion Henderson for that. I think there had to be some recognition earlier, perhaps from Tony Alford or Ryan Day or somebody to say this isn't quite working for the Ohio State rushing attack because Travion, he's giving everything he can, but it's not going to be enough. The difference was so clear when Dallin Hayden was in there. He had 26 of his 27 carries in the second half when they finally shut Travion down. He had 146 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed Schlage's with. Sort of the one cut mentality from Dallin. He was running through some contact and breaking tackles. Um, I mean, if Mayan Williams with the high ankle sprain and Travion probably not going to feel much better or any better at all next week with that foot, if Dallin Hayden has to be the guy, I don't, I think that could possibly uh, work for Ohio State against Michigan.
1: Yeah, he's, a, I mean, yeah, guys. Just so you know, like we're doing this because uh, Austin's in Maryland and I'm in I'm in the F L A, so it's amazing. However, I will say this though, so like um, that's why you recruit. That's why you have guys like Mark Pantone. That's why Tony Alfred's going out there constantly looking for the best. And and that's the other thing too that you just never know when your number is going to be called upon. And the beauty of an Ohio State is you don't necessarily have to be a freshman. You could be a daggum junior, and your senior year is your one opportunity. Right. So like you just don't know. Now, Hayden has, happens to be a freshman and he's getting the looks because he's running the ball physical inside. Like, let's not kill ourselves. The ball going lateral has not worked for Ohio State, though. I love our, our wide receiver screens and our jet sweeps. Guess what? They only work if you block your ass off on the perimeter. So that being said, the inside running game has to, will help open those areas up if guys block. Now, that being said, when he came in, it was literally one cut downfield, and you were getting five yards at a, at a crack. So, you know, and that's also what Mayan does really well, and so it will be great to have him back. But still, down, hit hey, 140 yards, basically at a half, three touchdowns, freshman. Every time he's gotten in the game, the dude's looked really good and has produced. So... You know, it's great that you have that asset moving forward.
0: All right, uh, uh, I, I guess they don't have the world's greatest internet in Maryland, Schleggs. I, I don't know uh, why. Uh, it's our conversation
1: it could, is. Hey, it could be me. It could be me because <laughs> right. it's. I mean, I got. I got like. I guess there's little bars, right? They make like an arc, and it looks like a you know shot put pit. That's the symbol for the internet. Right yeah. over here on the on the old MacBook Pro, and I only got two of the bars, so it could one hundred percent be me. And I'm here oh, the echo, boy. and I got, no, I got no I got no, I got no clue what's going down. But I love it. Keep keep talking.
0: Well, what did you I like mean, about
1: the game yesterday? What really blew your mind?
0: Um, Dallin Hayden primarily, but I think that, um, yeah. look, so it's a good and bad as you said, legs. With there were positives and there were things that obviously Ohio State has to do better. You talked about the. Pass defense, gave up some chunk plays. Uh you can give credit. Maryland's got some good receivers, better than I gave Play. them credit for. Talia Tagovailoa played very well. He threw Play. some great balls. In his lights. <laughs> yeah. And but even still, I would say a healthy Cameron Brown showed that he can be a very good difference maker for Ohio State. I thought he was interfered with on one where he should have had an interception uh, on a deep pass breakup. Now Ohio State yep. had to rotate through at the other corners. They they were trying to find something to compliment cameron brown but um you know i thought cam brown played a very good game and as long as he's healthy which he has been now for the last two weeks he helps elevate ohio state he went toe to toe and threw some punches last year in the rivalry game you know how much it means to him and on tuesday before practice i was watching him on some striking machines in the woody hayes Athletic center what does a corner do on a difference machine that gets them ready to play a game like cameron brown did on saturday
1: god bless you i just i literally like you, you you ghosted me you like you died again you're just in lost in translation what was the last part of your your statement
0: i watched cam brown on tuesday before practice legs on a, a striking machine and i was wondering how how cornerback uses one of those to get ready to play a game at the level that he did on saturday
1: well i'll tell you what guys uh The Maryland corners, they also have the striking machines. They got a bunch of them. They're all in their (laughs) weight room. I know their, their head strength coach very well. However, uh, you, you notice the difference of playing tight coverage, right? Like hard press coverage off the line of scrimmage and what that did at the beginning of our game to our wide receivers. Like you got to be able to get off the ball and win your matches. Like that's, I think Maryland did a good job of, of that earlier, um, in the game. However, yeah, just working on inside hand jam, being physical, being having a, a strike that is quick and that has a pop to it. So that's probably why Cameron's on there. Just again, it's an opportunity to go work on your craft without having to have a partner, but it's great to have Cam back. You're going to definitely need him. I mean, g- giving up 318 yards. And again, we know Maryland could throw the ball, but guys, like we threw for 241 and when we got a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah. He threw for 241 and a touchdown, 18 of 30. Like his, you know, completion percentage is not where it needs to be for. A CJ Stroud, right? Like you, yeah. you would have anticipated more production in that game from him. But that being said, Tua Tonga played his face off—not Tua, but his his brother. <laughs> Anyways, he talked to his brother. That I—that's why I think his brother had such a great game. He talked to him before. <laughs> Anyways, and you know what? Though here's the other thing too. And this is where like every play matters in the game of football. Every time you go out there, you have to execute. That's the mindset that you have to have. We heard Brian Day talk about competitive excellence, and that's really what he's going to be talking about as they briefly walk through this game because, again, the focus is now on that team up north. But I tell you, I mean, the the scenario, there was a couple of really awesome scenarios where at the end of the game, Zach Harrison has two sacks, one's a strip, Steel Chambers gets it for a touchdown, steals the win. You have the you have Lathan Ransom comes in and gets a screen pass right breaks that up. Couple plays later, like you said, broken hand, broken thumb, blocks a punt right that really set it up because that was at the beginning of the third quarter, and we we needed that juice. And then Down Hayden takes it in like two plays later, right? Mm-hmm. But then you also had the crappy sequence of a two point conversion, and for some unknown reason, only into the the, the metaverse that is Facebook's uh, ultra-reality or whatever it's called. <laughs> we can't get a two-point version off. I I don't know what the hell's going on. Everybody's talking to each other. They don't know whether or not to run the play. It's always a delay game. Then you back it up, and now we got to kick an extra point. That summer bug gets blocked, and they take it to the house for two points. That That, again – I'm nitpicking because yeah. you still won by 13 to a Maryland at Maryland on the road before the game. But it's again, attention as a coach, you take the good and the bad, the eye in the sky never lies. There's great plays in there and there is just straight up crap too. Right. And again, in this game, moving forward, the lack of mental focus, competitive excellence on any given play can result in a shift in the momentum in the game. And again, the game always comes down to two things. Run the football and stop to run. I clumped those together because in the game of football, that's called toughness. I don't know why, it just is. Toughness mm-hmm. equals run the football and stop to run. And number two is turnover. Turnover margin. Yeah. That's it. That's what the game has come down to for – hundred and seventy five thousand years since they started.
0: <laughs> since the dawn of time and the most uh important rivalry in college football. Schlag, uh Schlage, who right. are the uh difference makers for the Buckeyes on Saturday uh against Maryland? I know you've named a bunch of them already, but if they get the official designation, who gets it from you?
1: Yeah, well I, I you know, I'm gonna start off with Down Hayden. I think the kid has just responded. He's just waiting the wings, he has nothing you know, you got some absolute studs and when called upon, the kids responded. So, um, that's one. Uh, I thought that Lathan played really, really, I think he, play, I think he plays really good. I think that Lathan brings a sense of juice to the defense, much like Tommy. I think uh-huh. that Tommy and Lathan both, I'll give it to them both. Um, I think that they bring energy to uh, that side of the ball. I, I think that Mayan and, and kind of Dallin, because, you know, obviously Travion's out. Like, who is that guy really that brings the juice in the huddle? Well, they really don't huddle and it can't really be a wide receiver. Marvin does that just by his play, right? But who's kind of that vocal guy as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? Another one. Um, I don't know. You know what? I have a couple more. What, what about you? Who do you think? <laughs> Give me somebody.
0: Yeah, I thought. Um, look, Zach Harrison, you mentioned uh, no, the, j- the two plays late
1: earlier. Yep.
0: Yeah, but they, you know, I asked. I was talking to him. I mentioned that he he popped out of the locker room. I I grabbed him. I was like, those last couple plays. You know, I, we've seen the development throughout his career. People wanted it to happen earlier. Everybody's journeys are different at Ohio State. And, uh, you know, what what came up, what came over you those last two plays? He said, well, JT to him told me before we went out there that a sack will end the game. So I just went out there and did it. And then he did it twice. Um, you know, he, he, he's got the other thing I like about watching him right now, Schlegs is like, Ohio State was really about an inch away in a number of opportunities throughout the game. Zach Harrison is, is pattern, you know, hand matching and getting in passing lanes a lot. And, you know, there, there were a few that, you know, Talia just missed him by an inch and you don't get extra credit for that but we've seen that in other games where Zach Harrison is helping create turnovers or batting down passes and getting third down stops he's playing at the highest level by far of his career and i just think yep you know JJ McCarthy and Michigan's passing attack is not the same as what Ohio State saw yesterday against Maryland i think no. we know that that's a fact and i think that what's going on right now with Zach Harrison JT Tuimola who is just just about unblockable uh they're both getting doubles and just bullying right through them, and Jack Sawyer moving around. Um, it's That's critical. I think when you talk about the last couple of years, why were the Silver Bullets uh, regressing a little bit? Why did they not play up to the level that they expect? Well, it starts, as you said, uh, not, not just stopping the run, but generating pass rush, uh, making hard tackles in the trenches, and Ohio State's defensive line, the Rushmen, are back to the level – I think that Ohio State is accustomed to, and Zach Harrison has been a key part of that for me.
1: Yeah, I, I like that you brought that up. I love the fact that you didn't mention anything about the rotation, which I know that you absolutely can't stand. <laughs> I will say, that Zach Harrison reminds me a lot of a Curtis Grant of the 2014 yeah. team. A mm-hmm. guy that's, I mean, highly touted, and playing the best ball they've ever played as a senior with – really good guys and it was Raquan and those yep. guys like in the wings. Right. Mm-hmm. So not only are you leading, right, but you're also mentoring and coaching these guys while they also take reps from you or share reps, et cetera, et cetera. And I think he's done a really good job of that. And I think it's made him better. And we we both know like in the in the league, that defensive end has role has changed. It's more of a Von Miller. It's it's you're not going to be 285 and play that you might be a strong side end but more likely you're going to be a five technique um somebody that could even rotate down to a three technique on passing situations so he's a little bit out of the space where a jack is or you know the bosses aren't that big but they're just they're edgy type guys right and that's kind of where it's going but zach has a fit and i think that he has raised his level, and I think that uh, Coach Johnson has really done a good job of putting him in the situations to allow that to – I mean, he's got a long wingspan, getting in the windows, doing what you can do, bringing zone pressure with Jim Knowles, frees other people up, then you disguise it, then that frees him up one-on-one, right? And the back end does their job and allows guys to get home, right? While keeping contained, good things happen, and that's kind of what we saw in the last couple of plays of the game. So again, that's complimentary football. That's everybody doing their job. And I'm really proud of him and the way he stepped up. And he's a local, he's a local Columbus kid, man. You always root for guys like that.
0: Yeah, that's a big I one. Love I love mean, that
1: pick. Great job.
0: And, and if you remember back to his five star recruitment, it was really both sides of the rivalry uh, going down to the wire. Uh, like, I, Zach Harrison has a chance to cement a little bit of a legacy. If he can, he and those silver bullets can get this thing righted after what happened a year ago, uh, get the, get Ohio State on top, back on top of the rivalry on Saturday. Schlags, what is before you go, uh, before we lose all internet and all sense of communication, what is the best part? What is the best part of the rivalry? Uh,
1: the best part of the rivalry is, you know, after you're done playing it, the the guys on the, each side are very similar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it's about the brotherhood. It's about the competitive excellence. I mean, I know o- older Michigan guys. I don't know a ton of like younger Michigan guys, but I, I do have, you know, some similarities to the older ones. Maybe that's because I should have played in the seventies, you know, or the eighties. <laughs> I, I probably would have been better. However, that being said, uh, it, there's a mutual respect uh, for each other, but there's also that that disdain for each other. Uh, but it, I think that comes from understanding the significance of it. Mm-hmm. And and so, and so you pay respect to the rivalry by playing it in such a manner that uh, promotes it. Which the only manner in which to play this game is to out-physical the other opponent. That's probably why I love it the most. Uh, I mean, and I was, I was very fortunate, guys. I played in, uh, great rivalries at the Air Force Academy. I mean, I played in the Commander's of Cup, the Commander's of Chief Trophy mm-hmm. between the service academies, won those two years, uh, and then won two pairs of gold pants at Ohio State. Now that one's, that one's cool from a completely different perspective. Cause you just got a bunch of like, you know, average athletes going out there playing for, <laughs> you know, their, their branch of the armed services. Uh, and then, they, you, have, you know, you fight for your country at the end. But then you have this one where it's two versus three highly talented, highly talented rosters. Mm-hmm. It's going to be freaking on the banks of the Olin Tangy <laughs> and the toughest team is going to win. And that's the one thing we've heard about people all year is, is Ohio State tough enough? I mean, you got, and everybody's talking about Michigan's running attack being better than Ohio State's. That is not true. Before, before this game, Michigan ran the ball 85 more times at an average clip less than Ohio State. If you put the two together, Ohio State actually is beating them. They only have more rushing yards simply for the fact of more attempts. Yeah. Like, so it's not like it's not equal. They don't have CJ Stroud. We saw JJ McCarthy trying to throw the rock versus an Illinois team in the big house. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that they could really connect on is a illegal pick and cr- some crossing routes. So, I mean, like no <clears throat> bucks, right? So what are they going to do? They're going to run the football play action pass. You stop it. You got a great chance of making this a blowout, but if you don't, it's going to be a hard fought four quarter game.
0: Yeah. I, I didn't want to open up a whole nother can of worms, but you brought up a great point. Schlegs about that matchup with Michigan's rushing attack. Not only, uh, Is that success sort of overblown for Michigan? But I think the, the the notion that Ohio State's rush defense hasn't been, uh, which is not everybody, but some people like at OhioState.rivals.com or say, Oh, this, it's not a very good rush defense because of the total number of yardage. Ohio State going into yesterday had played The 10th highest total of rushing attempts against it because teams are terrified of Ohio State's pass rush for one. So they're only, they think their only opportunity is to try and run the ball. They were, so they had faced the 10th most rushing attempts in the season and they were still number 11 in the country, 3.11 yards per carry. And they improved on that yesterday against Maryland, which was held to 2.7 yards. So.
1: Hey, you know what? That's a great point. And I, and I'm tired of people just picking stats and not taking the collective. Some of what's really going on. And it, just so you know, Austin, it has nothing to do with the fear of the pass rush. It has to do with the fear of giving a possession to Ohio State. Yeah. Okay. The only way you keep CJ Stroud off the field is run the football and chew up the clock. That's why in the first half, 13, 10, I'm going to go back to my dad gum notes I had on here. The time <laughs> of possession was gross. It was 18 minutes to 12. Yeah. That's how, that's how you. That's how you lead Ohio State, right? You're, mm. you're up at halftime 1310. Why? Because you, you chewed up the clock for yep. six more minutes or what did I say? 18 to 12, 18, yep. 18 to 12? 18, six 12, six more minutes, 16 more minutes of time of possession matters because yep. it keeps Mbuka and Marvin Harrison and Stover and the running game and CJ Stroud off the field, right? So you're going to accumulate that. What bot, what? what hurts our defense and Jim Jim will call great blitzes, very timely blitzes and he sets it up. What kills us is when we give up the big play for a large first down. We do really good on first and second down. Mm-hmm. We get into third and long and we happen to give up the big play or you know, they're able to take a shot down the field and and we and we give up another big play, right? Like those chunk plays have been our Achilles heel that have allowed long, sustained drives to occur, if we can eliminate that or lessen that blow, you're going to be fine. But to your point, you have a top 10 defense in the country. Pump your brakes, Buckeye Nation. You were, you, your defense was trash for probably the last five years, man. Not capable. It was our Achilles heel of going to a national championship. And we all know that. Mm-hmm. And it was because of coaching. It wasn't because of talent. Right. So, anyways, you know, Jim Knowles, thank you, Ryan Day. Thank you for going out and getting them. They will continue to get better. So, you know, I'm not worried about it. But, again, everybody wants to talk about toughness in this game. We will see who the tougher team will be on November 26th. That's Go right. Bucks.
0: It's finally here. And then on November 27th, totally we're going to break it down with Anthony Schlegel. We'll probably have a more secure <laughs> connection uh by then i know it's <laughs> a a huge week in the schlegel household it's going to be a huge week once uh we get back to columbus ohio later on on sunday appreciate schlegs making time apologies for some of the uh translation issues where we'll work on nobody that cares <laughs> just us that's okay um hey schlegs yeah. happy thanksgiving happy rivalry week uh it's here It's the best time of
1: year besides Christmas, right? (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Go Bucks!
0: All right. He's up north. He's Anthony Schlegel. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us uh, for The Difference on a Sunday with Schlegs. See you next week.